Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Scramble through our world-class golf courses or shop your way through the square. Be one with nature as you hike or bike through our parks and trails or hunker down at one of our breweries. And when it's time to eat, be sure to bite into our eclectic food scene. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. In order to successfully run your own business, attention to detail is crucial. One contract slip-up or legal misunderstanding can really set you back. Fortunately, there's LegalZoom. You may already know that over a million Americans have used LegalZoom to start their businesses, but LegalZoom services go well beyond business formation. They built a nationwide network of independent attorneys who can provide legal answers to the day-to-day questions that you have about your business. Because, let's face it, things like trademarks, employment laws, and lease agreements can get pretty complicated. So don't waste your valuable time trying to wrap your head around all of the fine print. Use LegalZoom so that you can focus on growing your business instead. You'll get the legal help you need without being billed by the hour since LegalZoom isn't a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com today and be sure to enter the code FRIENDS in the referral box for special savings. Only at LegalZoom.com. Again, that's LegalZoom.com, enter code FRIENDS. Hi, I'm Anna Marie Cox, and welcome to With Friends Like These. This is a show that I intended to be about uh, difficult conversations. Sometimes we have the difficult conversations themselves, and other times we kind of prepare for them, right? But astute listeners may have realized that I have been avoiding a very specific, difficult conversation, which is a conversation with an actual, real-life, honest-to-God Trump supporter. Even the show's first episode, which was an interview with a Wisconsin pastor whose congregants were Trump supporters, was not really an interview with a Trump supporter. Well, this episode addresses that missing link. I have for you here interviews with about half a dozen Trump supporters. They're all taken uh, from outside Trump's Cedar Rapids, Iowa rally earlier this week. And I'm going to present them pretty unvarnished. And I had a whole like essay prepared about what I thought it all means and lessons I took and, you know, some deep introspection into the state of the country and state of our uh, politics. But I have decided to forego those reflections for now and instead let you just hear what these people had to say. And I'm going to put you in the rhetorical position that I took voluntarily, which is I didn't argue with these folks. So don't hurt your phone or your speakers if, I mean, not if, when 
They say things that are plainly untrue and uh, sometimes offensive. Just try and listen. So what's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Matt and I'm from Chicago. How old are you? 31. All right. You're here. You've got a Hillary for Prison shirt on. Got some American flag shorts. You are dressed for success, clearly. So you came here just for the rally? Just for the rally. So one thing I'm really curious about, do you have anyone in your life who you disagree about politics with? Absolutely. Like who? What's the, what, what's the disagreement? I, I mean, just it's, we have different perspectives on anything. There's uh, things with like safe spaces. Um, a lot of it's about identity. About, there's, there's a lot of grouping going on in this time, and uh, I think it's more less helpful than, than a lot of people think. And have you had any relationships that have been affected by what's going on in politics? More from the other side being unacceptable, like not accepting my point of view. And it's, uh, it's not something where it's a trying to fight, but it's um, you're automatically shut off just for having support for the president. What's that like? It's not fun. I, I, I think open debate is missing in this day and age, and I, I think if we're able to talk things out, there's a lot more in common than people think. And when there's an automatic shutdown, I'm, like I'm surprised the protesters aren't here yet, it makes it a lot harder for, for progress. Now, if someone disagreed with you, like what I'm hearing from you is that they don't even interact with you, like they're just not even trying. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a monologue or, or nothing. So if you don't have their point of view, it's just automatically shut off. There's no, there's no option because they'll come at you with something. I support Trump. So you're automatically a racist, you're a bigot, you're xenophobic. And with that, instead of being able to have open debate, it's just closing the conversation down because then even though there's nothing that proves any of those statements, it's just a blatant attack. So I, I think attack's the big thing that happens. So if someone disagreed with you but wanted to have a dialogue with you what would be the way to do that you can bring up facts you can bring up emotions because because a lot of it isn't fact-based where there's the the vitriol it's more emotion-based um yeah so I, i think it's hitting both of those and finding a common ground so i'm trying to think of something that maybe we could talk about that that we might disagree on that i could bring facts to what do you feel most strongly about what's a policy area that you feel really strongly about Anything with uh, the shutting down of freedom of speech. So from, I'm guessing if you're saying to have a different point of view, you probably voted for the other side or that'd be your your political view, which doesn't matter. But it would be something like that where you have like Berkeley where it's shut down by violence and there, there's no, for like Milo to go speak, and there's no, no opportunity for him to even speak because they consider it hate speech. But then when there's riots or burning of buildings, that's not going to open a debate. So how do you feel about the protesters that tried to shut down the Shakespeare in the park? How do I feel? I, I think it's the people on the right kind of fighting with the same same type of tools. I assume you're against it, though. I assume you, you disapprove. Um, I, th- I think as long as it, if it's not violent, I mean, I, I think the big difference is the violence, where there is, like, with especially with Berkeley. Berkeley is so easy to point out. Or the, I was at the inauguration and people were blowing up car or lighting cars on fire. Um, I don't think it's right to disturb something like that. I think protest is a good thing. I think anybody has the right to protest, but 
like blocking the streets or when there's violence. I, I think that's where the big difference is. What about something like, did you hear about the Philando Castile verdict in Minnesota? What did you think of that? That one, even with the body cam or the, the dash cam video, I mean, unless there was body cam footage of what actually happened, it, it's hard to really tell because the cop in it, he says, don't reach for your gun, don't reach for your gun. Lando, you can hear him saying, I'm not going to reach for my gun. But then he said, the cop again says, don't reach for your gun, don't reach for it, don't reach for it. And then he shot. So we don't know, we don't know what happened because we, don't, we can't see. Apparently, he, he also was being told to reach for his license. So he was being given conflicting instructions. So like, I don't know, like I feel a little weird about this because like, I want to be nice to you. I want to be polite. I want to carry on this interaction. But I also want to find somebody, find a place where we can actually have a disagreement because you're saying that people don't engage with you. Right? So what about immigration? How do you feel about immigration? I think legal immigration is a good thing. And are you pro-wall? Are you pro-deportation? What's the, what's the, where are you with the, with the president on that? Okay with both. So, like, you probably know wall won't do much good. Uh, physical barrier always helps. Why do, why do people build big fences to keep people out, right? But you know a vast majority of illegal immigrants come in on visas and overstay their visas so that it's not... Just, just because it's a percentage doesn't mean it's not going to stop that. Per- Even the, the thought of the wall has lowered it in the last six months. Or, or the economy. What? Our economy? Yeah, our economy's been... Illegal immigration has been going down for the last, like, five, six years. Okay. But still, it, it's not, there, there are people here, and there are still people who cross the border, and before the election, there was a lot of people who, there was an influx. And it, it's the same thing that you could say, because if you're going to say, like, Obama deported a lot of people, the, he was the deporter-in-chief is one of the nicknames, right? But a lot of it, it was they, they changed the rule, how they would represent who was actually deported. So if you just turned somebody away at the border, they counted that as a deportation. So it's not like people who are already here and caught here where they're way past the border, like where they're established, they, they change the, that's how they change the numbers. What about the idea that um, talking about immigration and demonizing immigrants uh, contributes to an atmosphere that does feel to some people like xenophobia? Um, I, I don't agree with that. You just don't think it happens? or I don't think it happens to the extent that, that people, people try to claim. So... A lot of it is, it's another one of those blanket, blanket ideas. That just because somebody crosses over the border illegally doesn't make them a bad person. There are people, refugees included, who are trying to come here because of they've been oppressed or bad things happen where they're at or there's no opportunities. But there's still a method to go through it. So it's, it's unfair to the people who do come legally and go through the process. Um, and a lot of the people here, the, the claim is they'll pay taxes. But even when they're paying taxes, like if they have kids that go to school or, or anything else, the, the math doesn't add up for what they're getting from the government or, in general, just services compared to what's paid in. Okay, but I just want to back up to the thing because you were saying that people accuse Trump supporters of xenophobia and racism. And I was saying, do you, un- do you understand why they do that? Other than him saying that, Mexico sends some of the racists or Rape, uh, rapists. Rapists. rapists um, is I don't see it. You think that's the only thing that's been said that's, bad about immigrants? Not, not the only thing, but for the most part, most people aren't aren't demonizing people for being an illegal immigrant as a, making them a bad person. 
It's just that you don't you don't deserve the same rights as somebody who's a citizen who, or an immigrant who is coming through the the proper channels. You think the rhetoric's been just really high-minded on that? I think some of the rhetoric has gotten out of hand. I think that you know not just Trump, but some of his supporters talk a lot about um, you know the bad like they they talk about immigrants as being murderers, as being like gang, parts of gangs, as. Sure it is, but that's a small percentage of the number of people that are here. Okay, but even if you go into L.A. and you go into a lot of the gangs, a lot of them are illegal immigrants, too. We're not talking Crips and Bloods. That's a whole different sector, but but if you're a, a lot of them, that's, they'll recruit those people because when somebody needs opportunity, and it's an easy opportunity. That's still a small minority of, of, of the vast majority of people who are come here as immigrants or even Ill- illegal immigrants. Okay, but but that's that's even like you could say it about the everything with the university law that just changed in California, where if you're an illegal alien and you live in California and you went to high school in California, you get in-state tuition, but and they're capping the number of uh, people that come from out of state, but there's no cap on that. I don't understand how that connects to demonizing immigrants. What I'm saying is, so in that, in that situation where if somebody is not a legal citizen, but they're getting better rights from a state-funded school and federally funded school more than a U.S. citizen is. So they're getting more of an opportunity. Oh, so you're just saying that that's unfair. Yeah. But you're not, no, I think, uh, right. I think that's more where the demonization is, is in the services and the opportunities that they get where there's a, a bias and it, it takes away from citizens. So I, I think that's where it is. It's not as they're bad people or even to categorize them in that. Because a, a lot of times in those situations, people, they're, they're, it's hardworking. Have you ever changed your mind about anything in politics? Um, I, I used to be for, for bigger government and uh, thinking that people needed, needed the, the guidance from government to be able to get out. So if you're in a bad situation or you, I, I grew up and I didn't have a lot of money and at times in my life there was t- times where the government did help and then I saw the amount of people, friend, fa- uh, family, friends, who took advantage of it and how many of the systems are just taken advantage of. And then, to me, I started to believe that smaller government's better and, you know, a lot of times people get themselves into situations and they, they take advantage when they can. And the other thing is, if someone wanted to try and convince you that Trump was wrong about something, what do you think would be a place to start? If they wanted to try and try and debate you and try, to make, try and help convince you to move a little bit away from him, what is an argument you might listen to? Well, give me an example. Uh, that he's behave, behaving unconstitutionally. If you bring facts and you show proof. If there's proof, I mean, nobody should be so stuck to a person or, or an idea that if, it, if it's proven wrong, where they, they shouldn't be able to bend. So what about the idea that he you know, hasn't divested from his businesses and that violates the Emoluments Clause in the Constitution? There's still no... There, nobody has been given enough information on that to, to show that he hasn't. So you'd, you'd have to... Where's the proof that he hasn't? 
Where's the proof that he hasn't divested? He, he admits he hasn't divested. He still owns. He's still the he beneficiary. Still, that, but he can still own it. But he can't profit. The emoluments clause bars any kind of profit. So he's profiting. Yeah, but there's been, I can't, I'm not going to be able to give you an example, but there's been other presidents who have run businesses. No. Yes. No. You, you can show me. I can show you because there haven't been. Uh, even Jimmy Carter like sold his peanut farm. Okay. No, he's the he's the the only one. Okay. And if that turns out to be, but that's okay. That's just okay. You just if it's something that breaks the law, then then people should be held accountable, and he should be held accountable. So just first, uh, your name and where you're from. Stephanie, and I'm up here from Iowa City. I see you have an Iowa City Farmers Market shirt, um, and uh, are you here with your family? Are these are these your yours over here, or I'm with a guy who's walking around. Okay, and I met him online on Reddit at the Donald. Oh, the Donald! Are you a, are you a Donald poster? Absolutely, Mrs. Paul Revere. All right, cool. Um, so I guess um, what I've been really interested in is. Uh, do you have anyone in your life um, that you disagree about politics with? Yes, my sister disowned me because of Trump. My nephew also. I haven't seen them since the election. I, I'm really sorry to hear that. What, is, what has that been like? Well, see, I'm from L.A. I'm, I'm moving to Iowa City, but they're Bay Area people and, you know, very liberal. It's been horrible because it happened during the holidays. They just cut me off. They said they couldn't associate with someone with my views. Wow. Did, did you have any discussions with them before it happened? or They knew I was for Trump, and they seemed to be okay with it. But as soon as he won, then they flipped. Don't mind my asking. How does that feel? It feels bad because they're my only family left. Everyone else has passed away, like my parents and aunts and uncles. So it felt really bad because I felt like I had nobody. I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm really, really... Sorry to hear that. I can't imagine. Now, I take it you don't feel the same way towards them. I mean... No. In fact, my nephew worked for Obama. He was a paid worker for Obama. I had no problem with that. I've never had any problem with their politics. That's business as usual in California. Did they cite anything specific or did they just... What happened? Um, my sister said, I have a right to my own opinion. She knows I won't change it, but she can't be associated with someone with my opinions. And she wishes me well, but we really have very little in common. Were you close prior to that? We got along. We were in the same profession. We weren't really close, but we emailed every week and visited. We got along. Well, on the bright side, it sounds like you've made some friends because of uh, politics. I have no regrets. I would vote for Donald Trump again, and I'm very happy that he won. And you, you, you said you met the person you're here with on, on Reddit? Yes. And uh, do, do you have other friends that you've met through uh, being a Trump supporter? Yes, I've met a lot of online friends. And what is your favorite thing to talk about online on the, the, the Donald Reddit? My favorite thing on the Donald is to say I'm glad Hillary didn't win and I'm very anti-Clinton and I want to find out why who killed Seth Rich. That's my other thing. Do you think it's possible that he just died as a result of a robbery? Absolutely not. Nothing was taken. Someone could have been a surprise in the middle of it or something. It's never happened in that neighborhood. It lasts not in the last few years. There's never been any murder during a botched robbery. Okay. 
if your sister, you said your sister and your nephew, nephew wanted to engage with you, how do you think that might begin? They've started to be a little friendlier lately. My sister told me I absolutely cannot email her or write her, but that she will email me birthday greetings next month. So she's allowed to email me. I can email her, but at least that's a little bit of an opening. And do you want to do you, you want to have those relationships back? Yes. Of course. Do you plan on just avoiding politics? Yes, I'll avoid politics. I would love to be more in contact with them. But I hope that works out. Thank you. You're listening to With Friends Like These with Anna Marie Cox. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Helix. You are unique. You don't walk like everyone else, talk like everyone else, or sleep like everyone else. So why is your mattress one size fits all? Because a truly customized mattress will cost you five to $10,000 until now. Go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions, and they'll run a 3D biomechanical model of your body through proprietary algorithms they developed with the help of the world's leading ergonomic and biomechanics experts. The result is the most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on. Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality, and for couples, they customize each side of the mattress. Your mattress arrives at your door in about a week, and shipping is completely free. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are talking about Helix Sleep. You have 100 nights to try it out, and if you don't love it, they will pick it up for free and give you a full refund. No questions asked. Go to helixsleep.com slash Anna to get $50 off your order. That's helixsleep.com slash Anna. Helixsleep.com slash Anna. And you spell Anna, A-N-A. I'm JC Valentine. I'm from Unionville, Missouri. And what brings you here? Uh, we're here to see the Trump <laughs> Trump man, you know? Like, what, why did, um, what went into your decision to come down? I mean, this is like a weekday. It's like kind of far away from Missouri. Yeah, um, well, this is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The president doesn't come to middle America very often, so he's going to take my chance. So I've been asking people um, sort of a personal question, I guess, but I'm really curious about it because we talk about how divided the country is. Have any of your relationships been impacted by politics in the past year? Sure. I think um, for some of my friends, we've become closer. I've actually made friends through the election. Um, some, but most of my friends, we, you know, if we disagree, then we talk about why we disagree and have a pretty open mind. I think that the media doesn't portray things the way they really are. If you actually just ask somebody, hey, you know, we're friends. Let's keep that at the forefront of this conversation, but let's have a real discussion. And so what kind of things do you talk about with your friends? Um, well, my best friend's black, and I didn't grow up in a place where there was any black people. So we get a lot of good just, you know, how does race affect how we see the world? You know, she grew up in the middle of the city, and I grew up in a small town. So I think that was, you know, that gives a lot of good conversations, and things start from there, and they just filter into, you know, how social issues and economics and everything. Has, um, is your friend a, girl, a woman? Yes. yes. Um, has she ever said anything that's made you think, like made you think twice or, or caused you to, to perhaps change your mind? Um, I think she gives me a perspective on what it's like to be a minority, 
you know, as a white woman, I don't necessarily see minorities all the time, but she is willing to see my side of the aisle too, and that, you know, people don't grow up the same, and so that impacts a lot of things. But I'm guessing, if you said, do you think you've said anything to her that has made her think twice about something or consider changing her mind? Sure. I think um, we talk a lot about school systems and how education, you know, impacts people. And she's done really well for herself. She's in a great college and university, and she's going to graduate soon. And so I think that, um, you know, I don't, I, I had public school was my only option. And so we talk a lot of things, how we can make the education system better for people like her and for me. And how if, you know, you educate the youth of America, that that can help the whole country as a whole, no matter your beliefs. Has there ever been an issue that you've changed your mind about? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. I mean, I don't know if I had opinions about certain things, so maybe I've developed opinions about certain issues, but otherwise, no. And do you, is there anything that Trump could do that would change your mind about him? Uh, probably not, unless there is pretty blatant something, you know, that's absolutely humanly wrong. I don't think so. The whole shooting someone on Fifth Avenue actually probably would would be a problem for you? No. <laughs> no. You know, it, you know, there's a lot of people that do wrong and who says it, I, I don't believe everything people tell me. No, I mean, he said I could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and my voters won't hold it against me. I don't think that's really, he says a lot of things, so you, I don't really think that's a big issue. Right, but I was joking yeah. that if he did do that, you would have a problem with it. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to make sure, yeah. like, that, you know, because, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think he will either. No. <laughs> but he did say it, yeah. so. Do you think that there's anything wrong with people being so, I think this is true, I will say this, this is true of people on the left, too. They get really into the person that's leading their movement, Right. Like, you're a big Trump fan. There's very little he could do that would make you reconsider. People who like Hillary Clinton, there's very little she could do that would make them reconsider. But the politics seem really centered around a person. Do you think there's anything wrong about that? or I guess it depends on who the person is. I mean, I think Trump was the outsider who didn't have the majority of people behind him. So when you're the outsider and you're the one... You have to get behind the person, whether if it was part of the establishment on either side, you know, I don't think that he could have done as well because I think people are tired of the establishment on Republicans and, and Democrats. You're wearing a Cubs t-shirt. I'm a big Cubs fan. So let's just agree. Go Cubs. Oh, the Cubs are going to, they're already winning right now. That's right. That's right. They, they, they're starting on a little bit of an upswing, you know, yeah. like uh, Rizzo's having an amazing year. Right. So, what's your name and where are you here from? I'm from Illinois. Illinois, Rock Falls. And I've been asking people, like, so there's a lot in this country that brings us together, sports, for instance, but politics has been very divisive. Definitely. They're just, uh, the left uh, don't want to understand that they lost. They just, you know, they feel like, uh, in other words, uh, like Russia. Well, look at look what they did in, uh, in Georgia. They rigged their election, tried to rig it, but they, they lost. All the money they, they gave, like California gave them all kinds of money, and they still lost. So what's that tell you? The polls aren't right. They're not right. Have, um, is there anyone in your life that disagrees with you about politics? Do you have any friends or family that... I've got a couple of kids 
that don't, but they're worried about their pocketbooks. And what do you mean by that? You know, public aid, all this other stuff, you know. I mean, uh, you know, a free ride. Why should I have to pay for somebody who gets a free ride? That don't make sense. They ought to all have to be drug tested. Now, you're aware that some people have tried that. Some states have tried the drug testing, and it, and it doesn't, it's not very cost effective. Well, the kids are uh, the ones that could suffer. It ain't them. It's the kids. You mean, you mean the children of the people right. on yeah. public if assistance? They if they don't get public aid, the kids starve. That ain't right. Right. So what, what do you mean by that? Well, the drug tested them, take their uh, public aid away. Who's going to suffer, them or the kids? The kids. So are you, I'm just trying to figure out, so are you, you're against drug testing? No, I'm with drug testing. Even though... But they ought to do it a different way, you know. Okay, sure. Let somebody else handle their money. How about that? I don't know. USA! Um, USA! 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 Has the election or politics had an impact on any of your relationships? No. Well, my wife believes the same as I do. That must be nice. Right. I mean, you know, I used to be a Democrat, and she was a Republican. So I said, so, what do you, you know, why should I vote? Because you're going to cut me out. Well, it ain't going to work that way this year. She's, I'm Republican now. So do you ever talk about politics with anyone that disagrees with you, or do you, or not? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll put them in their place. All right, how's that work? It works pretty good. <laughs> Can you give me an example? Well, they don't keep up with the news. Our, our country is in trouble. I mean, we got a war in our own country, too, like in Chicago. You know, it's just the Obama administration really screwed things up, I think. I know. For eight years, time stopped. Time to get on these crackpots. I'm sorry, what do you mean? Time to get on, on these gangs. How do you want to, How do you think that that should happen? Ship them out. Put them on the moon. That'll work. Let them start their own lives. They can kill whoever they want up there. It's an, it's an innovative. It's an innovative solution. It's very very forward thinking. Well, hey, you know, I think it's possible because look at they're working on cars that drive themselves. I mean, in the next decade. You know, who, who knows? I mean, they already had found planets that, uh, that uh, you know, people could live in. Water, you know. So how do they know? Excellent point. You're listening to With Friends Like These with Anna Marie Cox. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 70% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. 
And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash friends. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash friends. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash friends. What's your name? Where are you from? Jackson Surway from uh, Ely, Iowa. And uh, why did you come here today? I came here today because I've always been uh, interested, interested in politics. Um, it actually started uh, when the presidential campaigning was going on, and I didn't really know anything about politics. Well, then I watched the Democratic debates, the Republican debates, and then I leaned towards more of a Republican. So then I'd watch that, and I followed Trump throughout the whole thing because I watched him on Celebrity Apprentice and everything like that. So I kind of knew about him already. Well, then I followed him through the campaign, supported him, and still do today. And uh, you have a very young face, so I have to ask how old you are. 17. So you didn't get to vote. No, I didn't get to vote. I was upset. <laughs> but you, did you work for him, or did you? No, I didn't do anything. But there was an incident. It wasn't work, but there was an incident while I was here. Actually, it was at the Doubletree when he came for a rally while I was campaigning. Um, there was a news organization that... Uh, was panning the whole area and uh, and panned me as a protester, which was fake news, but uh, it was such an experience. All right. Um, so you're really new to politics. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer the question I've been asking everybody, but I'm going to ask anyway, which is that has politics had an impact on any of your relationships? Um, I would say... I would say it has. I mean, there's some people who just disown you or disrespect you for the views you have, but I don't know if I don't know if it's had such a big impact. But I'm a, yeah, I'd say that because I myself am the president of a business organization here in Iowa, so I think it inspired me to run for that, and I think it's really cool what he's done. What business organization are you the president of? Uh, business Professionals of America. Wow. How, how many people in that? <laughs> There's around 500 members in Iowa. So. That's cool. Um, so uh, you're a budding entrepreneur yourself? Yes. Do you have anything that do you, are you have your own business? I actually do not have my own business. I think it could be one of my goals. I just don't know yet uh, what specifically I'd want to start. So, But you were saying that politics has had an impact on your relationships, but you didn't give a specific example in mind or... Well, I mean, I think it's just people, I'd say there's people in the community because I know I was at one of his rallies and got Trump signs to put in the yard and uh, we had people come over and they'd poke holes in them or take them out, throw them out, you know, that stuff. But I don't know if there's really, I mean, that I can think of, there's not really a specific example. Like we were just at Ponchero's today and the one guy wasn't too happy with us with what we were wearing and uh, yeah, but... So do you feel like uh, you're judged unfairly because of who you support? I would, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm judged unfairly. I would say I'm judged because I think it's different. Everyone has their own perspective on Trump and his supporters. But I think if you are fairly, I think if you're fairly analyzing someone, you can't dislike them for liking someone else because everyone has their own opinion. I think it's important to realize that, and the people who do don't disrespect. Do you understand why it might be possible for some people to take politics a little more personally than that? Yes, I do understand. I mean, there's some things. I know Trump has said some uh, 
things that I don't support. I mean, just because I support Trump doesn't mean I support everything he does. I mean, it's more policy, if anything. Some of the, he, he does have character issues that need figured out. He does need to get off Twitter. But, um, I mean, I don't agree with everything he says. So I think some people just assume that, oh, you support Trump, you agree with everything he says, you're a terrible person. And that's really not the case. So what's an example of something you disagree with? Well, personally, like I said with the Twitter uh, scenario, I don't agree with him being on Twitter. I mean, I understand his idea of getting bypassed the media, but I think it causes more bad than good with some of the stuff he tweets. Um, the whole Muslim ban thing, I, I think it's, that's not, I mean, you can't just ban a group of people from joining the country. It's not a plausible thing to do and just certain things like that. And so what is your big argument for him? Like, why, why are you, in the end, supportive? So supportive. So the Supreme Court justice, that decision was a big thing. Um, I'm really, the Constitution, the Second Amendment, I'm very pro-guns. And um, the whole immigration thing. So I love his ideas. The banned Muslim thing, I think, is a bit extreme. But his ideas he has with keeping this country safe are very important to me. And anti-terrorism as well. What is the big idea about keeping the country safe that you like? Well, I think it's just that he wants he wants this country to be safe, and I feel like he's trying the wall. It's not going, people think it's idiotic, it's not going as planned right now, but I think if we could get that sec secure around the border, I think it's very important. What's your name and uh, where are you here from? My name is Jamie Fay, and I'm here from Omaha, Nebraska. I went to high school in Lincoln. Oh, did you? What a wonderful school. So did I. <laughs> So, um, do you talk about politics with people that you disagree with? <laughs> of course I do. I like to stick up for, for the new change, you know, so you can't just give up on a dream when, we, when we're starting to create one, so. And uh, how do those conversations go usually? Usually people get mad <laughs> and they want to disagree and stuff like that with Trump, but no, they weren't stepping up back, when, back before when uh, Obama was around and everything. They were just, they weren't paying any attention at all. What do you mean by that? I don't understand. Okay, they, don't, they weren't paying any attention at all because they had nothing to say. Everything was about other stuff in the world, not, not politics. And now that we have somebody in office that's trying to do their best to change things, they want to disagree with any little nitpicking thing on the, that the news puts on and try to make it seem like he's covering so much up when, in fact, I think he's trying to hopefully level things out. Uh, what do you mean by level things out? <laughs> well, level things out means make things right, be equal, um, get to the bottom of things that need changed a lot for a long time, and make some changes. You know, that's what we're looking for. Um, what's a number one thing that, that policy that you're interested in, in change? Um, I really am interested in his agricultural thing he's trying to work on right now, and um, hopefully getting health care plans lined up for people. That's what we're really interested in. Um, are you, do you know much about the health care bill in Senate? Um, I don't know a lot about it personally, but I just know that it affects a lot of people. And so there's a lot of people affected by that. So it makes me feel interest. So makes you feel interest or, I mean, are you, do you know if you're for it or against it? I'm for it. I want to, I want a health care plan. Yes. You're aware that it's going to kick a lot of people off of health insurance. Well, it just depends. Um, I don't know too much about it though. You're listening to With Friends Like These with Anna Marie Cox. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better and simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. 
SeatGeek is the smartest and easiest way to get your tickets to live events with SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience. You can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action at a great value. And they're not kidding. I am actually now looking at a map of U.S. Bank Stadium, where U2 is appearing with Beck in September right around my birthday. And SeatGeek has marked some of the available tickets as awful deals. They rate them all. All of the tickets are rated from awful to amazing. And this is not one of those things where, you know, every deal is amazing. There are amazing deals and not so amazing deals. And there are some some flat out awful deals. Those are not the tickets I will buy. Thank you, SeatGeek. Um, I have to believe that there's some honesty here. Um, and it, you know, what little I know about the stadium, it, it looks, uh, looks like they have analyzed this correctly. And I am about to pull the trigger. Unfortunately, I cannot use my SeatGeek discount code because I have already used it. Uh, but you, if you are buying tickets for the first time on SeatGeek, have a chance to get $20 off using the offer code FRIENDS. Again, that is the offer code FRIENDS off your first SeatGeek purchase, you will save $20. So go do it. Go buy your tickets with offer code friends from SeatGeek. So where are you from? I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Wow. People's Republic of Madison. You got it. Exactly. 26 square miles surrounded by reality. (laughs) So I've been asking everyone this question. I sense that I'm really interested in what you have to say about it, which is that uh, do you have any relationships that have been impacted by politics? No, not directly. I mean, other than the whole fraud, entire friggin' nation, the politics has become completely out of control. I mean, rational thought seems to have gone by the wayside for the sake of politics. So do you have any friends or family members that disagree with you about politics? Yes, I do. That maybe would have been the more direct way to put this, because if you're in your Madison, you must, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm surrounded by liberals and progressives and all these people who I disagree with. <laughs> and has the election or, or politics had an impact on those friendships? Uh, no, because basically we do not talk politics. Okay? And frankly, actually, see, I could be in big trouble because if you do publish this, I have business connections who actually, please scrub my name from this, okay? Um, because it's my experience that they do not hesitate to actually try to punish you for your political beliefs now, which is one of the scariest things that I think that has occurred. Um, And what do you mean by punish? I mean, they will go right after your business. They will say, boycott that business. I was downtown when, when Scott Walker's recall occurred, and I saw them literally go after businesses and say, if you don't support us, if you don't put these posters in your windows, we will boycott you, we will shut you down. And I work for a company that has basic uh, relationships with the state of Wisconsin and other things like that. And they will come after you and basically blackball you if you don't have the right political viewpoint. So do you feel like we can't talk about politics? Oh, absolutely. I, and that's, I think, the direction that we need to go But I feel right now that, no, um, if you try to talk politics to someone, they, it gets ugly in a hurry, you know. 
How do you think you could keep it from getting ugly? I have honestly tried to not keep it from getting ugly, but as soon as I start to have what I would consider a logical discussion with someone, they take it to the personal level. And I start getting called names, and I start getting, you know, basically, they, they start with just cliches. Uh, like what? Like, oh, well, in that case, you're a racist. Okay, I'm not a racist. I'm not a xenophobe. I'm just a guy. You know, I disagree with your labels. And uh, it's, they throw out something which they call a fact. And um, basically my response is, is that true or did you hear it on CNN? And for you to hear something on CNN means? Means that it's completely politically biased. They, they, lost, they lost journalistic integrity a couple years ago, in my opinion. Where do you get your news? Fox and a lot from the Internet. Uh, anything specific? Uh, various conservative websites. I'll leave it at that. Okay. How badly punished do you think conservatives could be if, you know, conservatives control the White House and Congress? Like, don't you think there's probably, like, I mean, could conservatives ever get punished very much? Uh, when you say punished, um, I don't think that conservatives are particularly punished except in very liberal areas. Uh, like Madison, for example. I guess I'm, what I'm trying to find out is, like, would it, what's, what's the worst case scenario, you, th you know, for conservatives? Like, it seems like conservatives are the ones with all the power. Oh, uh, they control the presidency, which is pretty powerful. Well, well, the, 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 the Republicans are finally in control. I don't know if the conservatives are in control yet. Okay, and what is the worst case scenario? You get you get forced out of business. Okay, by by being attacked by the liberal, what I would call the liberal machine. I know that's maybe a little cliche-ish, but you know, right now there's enough organization on the Democratic slash liberal or from Madison, the progressive side, you know, that they will come down on you if they disagree with your opinion. And if you're too vocal, they will generally come down on you. Okay. Do you have any sympathy for people that you disagree with that maybe be like a, someone who's like a liberal in a conservative area? Do you, do you feel like you can sympathize with that person? I guess I can sympathize, yes, but I'm, I really need to know more specifically what I'm sympathizing with. I guess, I mean, like, I've just talked to people who are liberal and live in very conservative areas, and they feel kind of the same way. Okay. Like, that they can't really talk about their beliefs because they might be attacked. Not okay. physically, I'm not trying to say that, you know, okay. I'm just saying, like, they feel, they feel like everything's so high pitch, you know, like, everything is so um, high pitch that, that they feel silenced a little bit sure. you know they feel intimidated yes okay and i can understand that feeling after the last eight years i can definitely understand that feeling but my question to them is name one instance where they have been attacked and i will turn around and give you a dozen instances where conservatives and republicans have been attacked for their beliefs just to be clear we are talking about like rhetorically no no i am talking about physically hit physically attacked spit upon um, just look at what's gone on at some of the Trump rallies during the election. That was not, you know, that was pure liberals trying to silence beliefs that they didn't agree with.
Now, where did you ever see conservatives attacking Hillary supporters? I have seen Trump supporters or people who seem to be Trump supporters have had gotten into physical altercations with protesters. Okay, under who, I guess, who initiated that physical angle? Well, I know that, you know, Trump told people, you know, go ahead and, you know, take him out, like, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. But did anyone ever tell them to behead someone or to shoot them or to hashtag, hashtag target Republicans? Okay. I think that that type of rhetoric is 10 times more from the liberals and the Democratic side than from the Republicans. If anything, I see that it is starting to change, that Republicans are starting to say, I've had enough. And how do you mean that? Fight fire with fire. Act like a, act like a Democrat. Uh, wow. Should I, should, I, should I be concerned? I hope not. I hope it doesn't come to that. But on the other hand, that's part of, I think, what's going on. If I stand by you, am I going to be safe? Absolutely. You will not be attacked by a conservative. It's good. Conservatives don't attack people. If anything, they just defend themselves. I didn't bring my gun. Good. So. You want to see mine? You have yours with you? you can. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey. I'm about to go in to see the president of the United States. I was going to be, I was going to be very impressed. Yes, no. <laughs> impressed by my stupidity? <laughs> no. I, I sort of meant uh, uh, ballsiness, maybe yeah, the, the right no. word. Sorry, um, I, I rank that in the stupid column myself. And that's it for the show. If you have made it this far, you are either a huge fan or an especially patient person. You might be both. And if you're both, would you please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts? It helps us know what you like about the show and how to do more of it. And it helps other people discover the show. So there are more of you, more of everything. I know it may have been a little bit of a intense show this week. So I hesitate to tell you that there is more to come. A special episode on Philando Castile is dropping tomorrow. Until then, be well.